Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Can you hear me? Yes, sir, we can. Okay, one uh, I, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is April 21st, 2021. The time is about 4.30 p.m. Reddy NMPC does conduct uh, Zoom conferences every single day. For those people who are listening to this in other media, you can check our timings at uh, rnlawgroup.com. For those people who are in the conference, uh, in the Zoom conference, if you want to ask any question, please raise your hand in the Zoom, not by hand, in the Zoom. We will announce you with your name to ask the question. I, I know a lot of people are complaining. They're not getting their chances, but there is nothing we can do, guys. We do have several sessions. That's all we can do. We almost spend about, uh, you know, seven to 10 hours every week on these sessions. So, so you know, we'll give as much as possible. And you'll be limited only with two questions, guys. Let's go ahead. Okay. First caller. Yeah, hi. Uh, thank you, Rahul. Uh, so my question is uh, that uh, I actually have priority date for January 2013 in EB2 category, uh, and I moved to a new position within the same company last year where the uh, the attorneys actually recommended that they don't need to file H-1B amendment, but they did recommend mm-hmm. that we should file the uh, new I-140. So considering the dates are moving much faster and the prevailing wage and all these uh, dates are taking so long, uh, what happens if my priority date becomes current uh, in October or going forward? Uh, what would the process would be? It's then? it's not it's not the current job for which you are getting the green card though. It's the future job. But if the company's lawyers are not willing to certify that the future job is the same or similar, and that the current work that you are working is just a natural promotion. I normally don't believe you require to file another POM and I-140. But it doesn't matter what I believe in. It doesn't matter what your company believes in. So I don't know. If I were you, I don't want this promotion. I'm going to go back. But since I have been working in this position now for it's not years. It's not... It's, you may be work, you were an IT professional. You may be working as a lawyer right now. But the question is, I'm going to go back as a software professional. Okay. So my, if my priority date becomes current and the company is willing to send me back to my previous position, uh, then you're good. And, then you're good. Okay. Then okay. you're good. If but, we, but they if don't I mean, even have to be sending immediately. They can say they can, they could offer the job to you. Saying that we have, we still have that previous job open for you, then you're going to get the green card. 
Okay, but but I think my concern is that since they did not even file for an H-1B amendment for this position, would, wouldn't wait, that wait, be... Wait, wait, wait. Once you get the green card, they should be giving you that position. Not okay. right now. Okay, got it. You see the point? You. So yeah. you, yep, I do. you bet... No, you better debate. You better argue. You better get that straight right now. Don't go to September and then argue at that point of time. Okay, got it. Thank you very much. Next person, please. But guys, it's better to sort it out right now rather than going to September. Kamala, uh, Hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Kamal. Uh, so I had uh, uh, I had a travel uh, scheduled on this weekend to Mexico for the automatic revalidation from uh, mm-hmm. H1 to H4. So while uh, at the airport... United Airlines actually stopped me because uh, they said uh, Mexico doesn't let anybody in with the expired passport and an extension letter. So mm-hmm. I was asked. You mean to, to say? You mean to say? You mean to say? You mean to say the expired passport visa? Right. Yeah. Uh, this is. Visa a, is ex- I w- I would say that this is the second time I got this experience. Out of the hundreds of hundreds of people that have been sent, there are sometimes they are doing it, not all the time. Okay. So with that regard, you can, actually, you can get the Mexican visa right now and then go. Yeah, I apply. I I, I got an appointment for that. And my question is about uh, the other thing, like other way around. So would that be still okay to come back with an extension letter with US? It's it won't be an issue. What extension letter are we speaking about? I mean, the approval of uh, the H4. Absolutely, you can. Okay. You don't need so, a, You don't need to have a visa to come back into the United States. Right. I just want to make sure that I, I don't have any issues while coming back. No, and also you, should, you, you should not. Any other, any other documents that I'm, I need to carry along to support the... Yeah, you know, just uh, take it, but don't show it to them. Your wife's H1 approval, of course, and uh, the past, the, the, the pay stops, the bank statements reflecting that the money is getting deposited into bank account, a W2 form. Just keep it. Don't show it to them. Once you come, if they ask question, is your wife working? Then you can show. Sure. Thank you. Next person, please. Venkata. Uh, Hi, uh, my question is, uh, I'm on F1 and trying to get H4 stamping uh, using change of status in Mexico. Uh, but mm-hmm. I read the third national rule uh, regarding mm-hmm. the same visa category. So will that be a problem? Yes. Um, most of the time, the U.S. consulates in Mexico don't allow that. Sometimes they do, especially when the rush is low. So if they are not allowing, you definitely can't get it. I mean, getting in, I, I can get into, so my consulate is not a border consulate. Uh, I'll be flying in using a Canada or US visa. So if I get there and, uh, so what, what do you mean by can't get in? So you're, you're speaking of Canada or you're speaking about Mexico? Mexico. Because you use Mexico. Okay. So for Mexico though, if you're going, are they giving appointments to you right now for the uh, H4 or are they not giving appointments to you? They are giving. If they're giving, take it. You can go. But the rule says, I mean, 
if if write an email to them though then normally they do give exempt to the people lot of time sometimes lot lot of times to allow people to of third country national to come into their country to apply for the visa okay if it gets rejected what are the options? if it's get rejected you cannot come back into united states you have to go fly from there to india typically though i'm not guaranteeing though h4s are very rare to get rejected compared to f1s and sometimes h1s too okay okay next person please ravi yeah hi rahul can you hear me mm-hmm. yeah i have a question on my wife's h4 ead renewal process mm-hmm. so her h4 yeah. extension is pending so mm-hmm. i am trying to apply for h4 ead renewal uh mm-hmm. can i do it with the h4 uh, extension receipt notice absolutely you can you don't have to wait for the h4 approval as long as your h1 is a, your i140 is approved yes yeah obviously it is and one more thing is like the i need to mention an i94 number on the i765 form right so mm-hmm. our i94 expired so what should i mention there in the i765 extension pending No, no, no. The I ninety four. They are asking for a I ninety four number there. Uh-huh. So she has an she has an I ninety four number when she entered into United States, is right? Yes, that got expired. That can is, I mention that? Absolutely, you can. The I ninety four number never changes once you enter into United States. It always remains the same. And one more thing, one last thing is like her bio. She got her biometrics appointment two days back. so she is about to give her biometrics next month on 5th of next month so should we wait till that time or can i apply it no up? no need to wait no need to wait we should okay. apply no need to wait okay who you. knows after biometrics it may take 3 4 months i want you to apply right now for ead okay. next person please omkar hey rahul this is uh omkar uh, my question is regarding uh, uh 485j and inter filing of uh, 39693 uh, my lawyers has said that they have not seen success in inter filing so they still get an rfe after filing so my question is like uh, is it is it it's your call it's your call it's up to you i'm fine with either way it's my judgment and- call I had I did not I did not add hundred percent success rate though. Okay. I do not. And that, does it does it help if I'm filing it with either the premium processing for one forty or four eighty five J for job portability? Does it make it bet better rate of it getting filed? Uh, def, I one forty premium processing definitely doesn't make any uh, any sense to file with it. I four eighty five J supplement it makes a lot of sense to do it. Okay. Thank you. Next person please. Subhan. Hi uh, Rahul uh, so I am working for company A. Uh, I hmm? have my I140 priority date as April 2017. Uh, I came to uh, US uh, like uh, in uh, uh, May 2015 uh, so it's almost 6 years. So uh i am trying to you know convince them for eb1 filing and all of the sudden uh, one of our immigration 
people told uh, me that like okay oh you have been uh, here for 5 years then it uh, the um, like to file under eb1 i do have a phd also but uh, they said that you know i need to be only within last 3 years i should have worked in the offshore uh, but i have been here uh, for almost 6 years and in the offshore i worked uh, 6 years ago for 2 years with the so, same companies right with the same company same company with the same company okay you are eligible to file for eb1c eligible so let's say for example am i eligible to participate in the olympics and win 100 meters gold medal yes i am no, no, yeah initially yeah i uh, so that uh, that is that's what i wanted to know initially like i was told like you know you have to be only working in offshore i mean worked in offshore you, you told me that you told me that you told me that you told me that i don't agree with that okay <laughs> i don't agree with that okay you are and uh, yeah and uh, while discussing this like you know i will be attending also your webinar uh, coming up on uh, self filing for eb1 a and niw and see if i uh, qualify for that while discussing this they told me that you know my son is a uh, like adhd and artistic uh, and they said that okay maybe in immigration there is like because typically in insurance uh, like with any medical insurance they are allowed to go beyond 26 which is allowed uh, for uh, being a dependent on the parent so uh, they are asking to check with uh, you know any immigration lawyers if uh, there is any provision no. to there is, have there is, them there is, dependent there is, beyond there, 21 no there is no provision on the h4 and the 48 application there is no provision unfortunately it is not like that so when, one when, thing is because uh, they they are going to like you know it's not sure if they will be doing eb1 or something so because i do have phd and i worked uh, as one year uh, in, as a professor in another me. country so yeah so i want to see like if i can go to you know the uh, universities and pilot and eb2 let's say if i come back if i work there and it, it it is not working out i come back to this company uh and then like uh, will i still be eligible for eb1c because i could have quit them for maybe couple of years and then uh, there are back. some there are there are some limitations with regards to if you leave the company and join some other company i really don't know on the top of my mind if you would be eligible if you leave to university and come back and file an eb1c if you are interested in i would recommend to speak with uh, rebecca chen in our office she is very good in that okay okay let's go okay. to the next caller please thank you sujit hi sujit uh, this is, hi rahul are you, are you able to hear me yes okay uh, my question is related to my priority date actually mm-hmm. on last october i downgraded my eb2 to eb3 and i got mm-hmm. my i i485 receipt also so mm-hmm. means uh, that accepted uh, sorry the of confirmation something like so on that they printed my uh, eb2 priority dates wrongly they are my when i was in eb2 my priority date was march 2012 so on that uh, when i downgraded Uh, on that receipt mm-hmm. is mentioned as uh, uh, august uh, 2012 uh, sorry uh, yeah so no, august uh, 2012 so almost i lost 6 uh, months 6 months or 8 months you did not you did not so is that, do i need to inform to uscs to make that correction or 
I normally will make a service request to correct the clerical error and then leave it there. Don't hang on to it. Don't waste time on it. A lot of people will receive the receipt notices. Their priority date says October of 2020. That doesn't mean that they lost the eight-year or nine-year priority date. It is a normal mistake done by them at least 70% of the time. So I don't want you to bang your head, waste your time. Just raise a service request and leave it there. Okay, okay. that's it. Ne- yeah. Next, next color. Kavin? Hi, Rahul. Thank you very much for taking the call. Um, yes. I have applied for my wife extension and my H1B extension in uh, uh, April 2020. Mine mm-hmm. got approved and, uh, you know, it is still uh, 2023. My wife, mm-hmm. my H4 and EAD and for my wife's uh, son's uh, H4, it's still mm-hmm. pending almost a year now. We read mm-hmm. several requests. What they told is uh, it's going to take 60 days to adjudicate. Um, so our, uh, my wife's H4 and EAD will... Uh, uh, you know, uh, will end on May 15th. So, you know, if they, if they don't approve, we are, she's going to lose the job. So my question is, um, can we convert into H1 because she still has a H1, uh, for pending for two years. Um, so can we convert into H1? And by the time, if you, if you get H4 EAD, uh, can we convert back into H1, um, you know, H4 again? Is this something I need your attention? Yeah, 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 definitely she can convert. Her H4 is still valid right now. So she can still yeah. file for the H1B and convert into it. But one okay. thing that I want to make sure if you take that step though, make sure you file one more H4 for your kid though. Okay. You may ask sure. a question. Why? Because that kid was a dependent on your wife's H4. You have right. used something called I-539 supplement form and only paid $85 for the kid to get it. So if your mm-hmm. wife moves into H-1B, mm-hmm. okay, if your wife moves into H-1B, then guess what happens though? The kid H-4 might be denied. That's the reason I want you to do it. Now, the second question that you asked is, can I, if the H-1, if the H-1B, if the H-1B is approved, if the H4 is approved, what will happen? That's fine. Yes. We call it as a last action rule. Whichever is the last action will work. Okay. Okay. But to reverse the last action, to reverse the last action rule, there are some other methods that you can do. You can go okay. to Mex, she can go to Mexico and come back. Mm-hmm. And next day she can go to Mexico and come back. And then you okay. can ask me the question, Oh, our H1, her H4 is not stamped in the passport. Well, that's the reason I told you to go to Mexico, not to India. She can okay. go to Mexico or Canada, come back within 30 days. However, one of the gentlemen just told me right now to go to Mexico also, you may require a visa there, which is more easier to get it. To okay. get it. Okay. Okay. Then. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Rahul. Thank you very much. Next Anania? question, please. Um, hi. My name is Ananya. Uh, I'm currently on an H-4 visa and I'm studying in college as an undergraduate. So mm-hmm. I age out. Um, we were supposed to apply last year, but COVID happened and we weren't able to apply anything because everything was frozen for a while. When are you aging um, out? I age out in July. And when are you graduating? I graduate next May. Okay, go ahead. 
Um, so I have all my paperwork ready to uh, apply, and they're saying that it's better to go to India. But right now, India is also closing down because of how bad COVID has gotten. Um, so if I apply here and I age out in July and I haven't gotten my visa by August, can I still stay back as long as I've applied? No, you cannot. However, there is another middle ground for you. Instead of going to India, which may be hard time for you to go to India, and instead of you aging out and getting out of status though, you can file an F1 visa and before July, that means before you become 21, I want you to file something called a B2, interim B2 visa. Okay? It's called interim. That means that this is a transition visa to the uh, F1 visa. So you have to file it. And B2 can be only filed for six months. So if by uh, January you still don't get the F1 approval, you have to keep fighting the, you have to keep filing the B2 until your F1 is approved. So all the B2s and F1s will be approved at the same time. I strongly recommend, I strongly recommend that you do not do it. You go through a law firm. We don't do it, but it's, uh, I recommend, I will put in the chat though. Um, I'll put in the chat, uh, Sunita Kapoor, S-U-N-I-T-A, not T-H-A, T-A Kapoor, K-A-P-O-O-R dot com. I would recommend that you go through that law firm to do that if you are doing the um, F1 and B2. Can it be done with any law firm? Because my mom is uh, on an H1 visa and she also, that's fine, also I mean, has their That's fine. That's perfect. That's perfectly fine. Any law firm but Radio Newman. Okay. As, as long as I uh, apply for my F1 and then apply for B2 right after I apply for H- F1, it should be fine. Before you become, before you age out, yes. Yeah, I'll apply immediately. It's fine. Okay. No, it may not be strategic. It may not be strategically good to apply for the B2 immediately. It is strategic for you to file an F1 immediately. That's the reason I'm emphasizing that the B2 should be filed. It can be filed in July or maybe in June. You don't have to file it immediately, but F1, you need to file it immediately. Next caller. I already have Thank you. Ashish? Yeah, uh, thank you, Dr. Reddy. Um, I mean, Mr. Reddy. So my question is, um, uh, my, we filed, me and my wife, uh, my wife as a dependent filed our I-485 EAD and AP, uh, last October. Our priority date is 2020, uh, 2010, December 31st. So, um, we filed my medical, but not my wife's medical. So mm-hmm. the, we're trying to prepare for when the priority date becomes current. So my question was two part. So the 60 day rule, does it apply for interfiling or when we go to interview also? If so, then how do we plan out when to get it signed? And the okay. second part. The, the, six, is, the, the 60 day ruling is applicable. The 60 day deadline for medicals to be submitted is applicable for interfiling or when you go for the interview also. I'm not expecting any interview though. It's up to you if you want to file the medical interfiling or you wait for the RFP for your wife to get it. It's up to you. But the 60 day, you, you have to submit the medicals within 60 days after it's been, uh, after it's been taken. Okay. So I guess the, but we haven't received any RFP yet. So how will we know when to submit? So when it's, the priority uh, it's, we, what we do is we use a word called interfiling. 
and then we file it so that it goes to the file. It goes to the file. Now there is a lot of controversy in it. Some lawyers are telling no. Some lawyers are telling yes. It's up to you if you want to do the interfiling. I don't want to debate about that, but it's up to you. Okay. But if the interview if doesn't happen, get, how do I know what to do next? Like, what what do I get? If, no, you will you 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 will get an RFP or you will get an interview letter. Either of those things will happen before they give a green card to your wife. They have to have these two. Either of these two things to be done. Okay. Okay. Then we if there's no interview and we file RF we get RFP and we file, then we get adjudication on that basically. Absolutely, you're right. Okay. Thanks. Let's go to the next caller, please. Akshita. Hey, uh, hi, Rahul. Um, so I'm currently on my final STEM OPT extension mm-hmm. and I didn't get picked in the H1B lottery this year. So mm-hmm. what other options do I have to stay in uh, status? By any chance, are you married? No, I'm not married either. Anything but going to day one CPT. So. Okay. You know what a day one CPT is. Anything yeah, but day, we I do not recommend. Yeah, I, I, you can leave the country and come back. That's one thing. You can go to community college if you want to. You can do one other degree. Anything what day one CPT we recommend. Okay. 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 Got it. So community college, I can be on my F1. Yes, you can. Even though you have a master's degree in computer science, can you go to community college and do it? Yes, you can. Absolutely. And is it a necessity I should do a higher degree like a doctorate because I already not not needed though. If you want to get one more OPT and STEM extension, you have to do a higher degree. But if you just want to get some extra education done, you can go to community college. Okay. But I cannot work right after my STEM OPT. No, you cannot work after STEM OPT in a man. Okay. Okay, thank you. Next person, please. Bernard? Hi. Uh, I had a quick question regarding CSPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to know how the pending time is calculated. Is it the approval date minus the priority date or the no. approval minus the no. I-140 receipt date? The approval minus the I-140 receipt date. Oh, Okay. Not the priority date, uh, not the, uh, not the approval date minus the priority date. No, that's not true. So, so it's only notice date to approval date though. So typically if you do premium processing, it's only 15 days. If it's not, it may be four or five months. However though, however though, um, did, did this I-140 was, is it filed in EB2 or is it filed under uh, is the is the pending for the current people right now? So it's uh, filed under EB2, and uh, we've actually applied for the 485 under dates of dates for filing uh, in October. So yikes! Uh, and what's the what's the priority date? Uh, it's in uh, April 2011. April 2011. Oh my goodness. Uh, how old is the kid? Uh, I'm, I'm 21 now. My birthday was in March. Okay. So you're, you're early age out now? Technically? Yeah. Okay, you're Technically, out. Technically, but Sorry. I'm under pending status, yes. Yeah, that's, you can ignore that. Mm-hmm. You can ignore that, okay? Okay then. Sorry about that. Next okay, person, sure. please. Rocky? 
Hi, um, I just want to uh, quickly ask about um, my EAD. Um, so my um, my H4 extension was filed with my husband in last May. I just got an approval in April of 2021 for that. My EAD was filed in November of last year, just six months before the expiration, and now which expires in May 6th. Um, I haven't gotten any approval on my EAD, and I'm going to probably um, – have to go on my leave of absence. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard about the lawsuits that have been held. No longer. We, we, it, it helped very much in the 2020, but in the two, 2021, we got some issues where, uh, so we are not filing any more lawsuits. We filed a class action suit, which everybody is part of it. When it's a class action, we are saying everybody, it should benefit everybody, not a single particular people though. Um, right now, there is not much that we can do for you or anybody can do. I don't understand why you didn't file a EAD along with a H-4, though. Well, my husband's uh, passport was expiring, so he... Um, your husband's he wa- passport has nothing to do well, with your EAD application. Well, but uh, isn't like EAD supposed to be filed only six months before the expiration? Not if you file with a H-4 application. That rule is completely not applicable. Even yeah, if, e- even if it's, if you're, even if you're filing independently though, there are about 100,000 applications filed under the H4EAD more than six months ago. Only one case got an RFE and we helped them to respond to the RFE and that got approved too without any problem. Why did you file before six months? We explained, Hey, you dummy guys, you're taking one year to get the approval. Yeah. Why can't we file it? And we, that's, you know, we didn't use the word dummy, but I'm just telling you and yeah. that got approved. No problem with it. So that particular theory, they are not enforcing it, though. So next time, though, don't use that theory again, okay? For now, so, there's nothing that can be done. So, but, uh, you know, I, I hear that that you, you guys have not been filing these lawsuits anymore because you have seen the success rate is not there um, yes. anymore. But, I mean, there are, like, some firms that are filing individual litigation against the USCIS. Do you think it's worth it? It's up to, what happened was that initially when we started filing, which we were the first ones to file mm-hmm. most of the litigations though, then the USCIS didn't want it to fight us because, you know, fighting is going to cost them money. I mean, mm-hmm. cost them things though. So then we, when we started big numbers though, then they started fighting. So now they are fighting every case right now. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason we have filed a class, class action lawsuit. So it's up to you if you want to go with that. But uh, as of our firm, we can't help you anything on that right now. Okay. Do I even do I even fit in that criteria though? Because you know, I, since I you don't actually H4. you don't okay. you don't actually because we only file for the H four not EAD. Okay. No, but okay. Uh, if I if I file for EAD litigation, like because my H four just came in April, it's not been ninety days since uh, my no, H4 it has, was it has it has nothing to do with your H four. It has to do with the EAD. How long the year has been pending? Um, since November. Yeah, I know. So it's so, more than 90 days. Yeah. The okay. rule says only 30 days. I don't know where you came up with the 90 days though. It's immigration that's telling the 90 days. The loss is only 30 days. Okay. Next person, please. Moin. I'll take one more caller after Moin. Yes. Guys, okay? uh, hello, sir. Yes, Moin. Go ahead. Uh, hello, sir. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank you that you are giving a very free consultation for all these people uh, uh, who are in need of your help and support. 
basically yes, sir i'm i'm running a startup in india so which is agritech startup so and we have got been uh, we have been funded by one of the vc firm uh, mm-hmm. on top of it uh, now we are running for a second round uh, where we have been invited for uh, us so get right to now, get to the yeah. okay we, you are in india right now or here no sir i'm on business visa and i have already arrived here okay so the question is like uh, uh, right now my investor committee and as well as uh, the team has suggesting me to make a company into a parent company and for me to file a eb1 or eb2 visa so so what do you suggest sir because i am quite confused like do i need to go for eb1 visa what are all the chances for it okay the co- the company in india how big is that company you don't tell me about vc million dollars billion dollars how no. big employee wise is the company we are a lean team sir we are around 10 people okay that's going to be very unlikely to get a eb1c approved for you okay. uh you can have a consultation uh, if if you're going in our office eb1 category rebecca chen is a proper one but i would say that i would say that you'll be wasting your money in your consulting with us because eb1 say most probably with 10 employees will be ruled out yeah probably after now you got this uh, venture capitalist maybe after a year or so if you want to make that because then there will be more employees there yeah that would be a good highly likely for you to do that okay is it something like i need to showcase employees in in my subsidiary as well in us uh initially when you want to get an l1 visa you don't need to but eventually for you to get the green card though yeah you have to you have to show at least 15 employees here too okay okay thank you thank you sir. next and last caller please ana josh so thank you uh, i have a question like uh, we got a gc ead last month so mm-hmm. i am planning to start my work with that ead because i was mm-hmm. waiting for the biometrics for almost one year and last week only i got for h4 biometrics mm-hmm. but stay in the h1b until we get green card is that possible me alone can shift to the gcad yeah you can but is your husband going to willing to get the green card without you uh, um you can i mean i, I to answer your question can your husband remain on h1b while you use the gcad yes he can okay, but how, whether i can use the gcad and start working you can use you can use the gcad and start working and your husband will be still maintaining the h1b though if you start using the gcad but here is a problem though what why why i have what you're an- anticipating is that if by any chance the 485 gets into trouble your husband will be saved but you will not be saved is right yeah so okay. now my the question is that why not both people use a ead so that's the only thing but technically to answer your question yeah he will still be on h1b and you can use a gcad is the underlying i140 approved for your husband not yet no not yet yeah yeah it's a i mean yeah you can use a gcad it's up to you ma'am Okay. you can use Thank it this absolute legal to use it and he will be on the h1b sorry guys we could not attend all the Thank people you. the next con- next conference call will be 
uh, tomorrow at 11.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.